And the book Partnership is an interesting book because it is not written in the same style as the succeeding as a management consulting books. While the succeeding management succeeding as a management consulting books are very prescriptive, they lay out the set of steps that you need to take to um, to do a project or to complete an analysis, the partnership book is a descriptive career journey, right? It talks through the journey of um, a very, I would say, good friend of Firms Consulting who was a partner at one of the big three firms and he talks about how he went all the way from his um, role at Pepsi-Cola all the way up into, you know, becoming a senior partner at two of the big three firms. And the interesting thing about this book is that it's very heavily focused on the aviation sector because this is where the partner did most of his work. I mean, you've seen his posts on firms consulting Terence, right? And it's a sector that I personally don't know anything about, right? Aviation is not something I know much about unless you count the actual number of flights I've taken and then I probably know what it's like to be a good, you know, um, uh, customer of of an aviation company. So... In that regards, the book is interesting because it talks through the personal problems you face. It 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 steps a little bit out of the technical detail of projects and writes them in very layman's terms. You know, it's not expecting people to be able to replicate the thinking and the style and the strategy. It's not trying to do that. It's trying to get you to understand the problems that a client situation, descriptive, and then describe the emotional and personal decisions and personal considerations that Terence had to make when he was dealing with those issues. But by reading this book, you're not going to be able to replicate an airline strategy. You're not going to be able to replicate an IT strategy for an airline or benchmark an airline. You're going to, you're going to learn a lot about it, but there's not going to be any prescriptive step-by-step steps, right? And the book is obviously not meant to be prescriptive. If it was meant to be prescriptive, we would have called it succeeding as a management consultant aviation sector. But it's not like that. What I do like about this book is that I asked the author to be very honest. I mean, he writes under a pseudonym, so he can be very honest. And when I edited the book, I thought very carefully, do I edit out the negative things that he's saying or do I keep it in? And I decided to keep it in because I think that candidates need to understand the kind of personal sacrifices and personal stress that is placed on someone at the partnership level or on the route to the partnership level. I mean, Terence's life was not great. I mean, he's single. There's a reason for that. And he, I think he, a lot of sacrifices were made to become a very you know, good, respected partner at the firm. But I'm not entirely convinced that he would have gone through the same journey again if he knew the outcome. Obviously, very successful, um, you know, relatively wealthy. I mean, more wealthy than the average person. He's not, you know, hedge fund wealth, but wealthy, uh, successful, comfortable, um, doing important work, um, seen as an expert in his sector. But the book focuses a lot on the personal sacrifices and the personal turmoil as he had to develop things. And you can look at the arc of the book. The book starts off like 
written by someone really happy to get into a major consulting firm. It starts off almost like those forums you see about people who join investment banks. They're so happy just to get into an investment bank. It's got that kind of feel to it, right? And then he starts talking about the projects he faces. Again, very, very technical. He starts talking about the projects he faces. And only when you get to the middle of the book to the end does he start delving into the personal issues that he faces. And I mean, he, the guy gets divorced twice, um, you know, doesn't see his children for a long time. He probably doesn't see his children at all now, given the fact that he's divorced. But it's very interesting to see how he makes those trade-offs and how he decides when he's going to travel, how he's going to travel, how personal circumstances impacts his role as a consultant, you know. Why does he decide to work on Christmas Day is beyond me, but he gives a reason for it, right? Why he decides not to work on certain days? How does he pick that he's going to be based in Singapore for a fairly large chunk of his career, knowing full well that it's going to take him you know, more than halfway across the world from his family? Why does he do that? And how does he evolve as a person as he makes these decisions? The interesting thing is that when, you, when you're reading the book, you kind of get the feeling that Terence is writing about someone else. When I read the book and I was editing it, I thought to myself, is he writing about himself or is he writing about someone else? And you almost get the feeling that Terence is the consultant's consultant. In his mind, he is a project. And he's an engagement. He is an engagement. In his mind, he's viewing his life as a strategy or operations engagement. He's almost dispassionately analyzing what he's done. And it's almost funny to read it. Maybe sad, if you, if you want to put it that way, because, but certainly interesting in the sense that he will do something, but he doesn't judge himself and say he feels bad about it, but he kind of analyzes a cost-benefit analysis. Every time he makes a personal decision, he analyzes the cost-benefit analysis, then he talks about an objective where he's trying to get to, and whether it's going to get him there, and whether he's generated multiple options. So so while it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a personal story, it's a, it's a very unusual personal story in the sense that he applies a consulting mindset throughout it. Now, I personally don't think consultants need, should be like that in their personal lives. I think it's a very bad idea. That's when you actually get divorced. When you apply this personal mind, when you apply a consulting lens to analyze personal issues, personal issues should not be analyzed with a consulting lens, because there's no profit and loss statement, there's no productivity factor in a personal relationship. You know, you're not trying to get the most out of a relationship. That would be horrible. You're trying to be happy in a relationship. And I think when you, when you read the book, well, certainly that's the feeling I got from it when I edited it. And I, kept, and I kept that style of his writing in to see this is what Terence is saying. This is what Terence did. This is what Terence is analyzing what he did. And this is what Terence thinks about what he analyzed that he did. So it's almost you're reading three parallel stories well, I wouldn't say three parallel stories, you're reading one story, but three views of that one story. It's like a movie where, you know, some of those movies where they show you the same scene, but they show you the scene from the perspective of different characters. And depending on which character's viewpoint you you have at that time, you see something very different in that scene. And that for me is very interesting in the book. Beyond that, I like the fact that, you know, because it's written under pseudonym, the author is quite honest about the challenges he faced, the mistakes he made, the things he did wrong, he does a lot of things wrong, but how he learns from it and where he doesn't learn from it, I think that's important. Ethics is a very big part and values is a very big part about the management consulting culture and 
when people look at this book and they'll say, but how could he have done these things? How could he have made these mistakes? The reason I put this book in is to show people that it's very easy to slip down and to make very traumatic mistakes that you're going to kick yourself for. It's easy. It's a seductive lifestyle, right? you traveling business class all over the world. You're staying in the nicest hotels anywhere. You're working with some of the most powerful men in the world. You tend to buy into the hype after a while. You tend to believe you are someone you are not. And unless you are grounded very carefully, that kind of seduction can be destabilizing. It can make you believe you are more infallible or infallible than you really are. And I think that's the danger, and I think that's the kind of discussion that Terence has raised here, which I think is a good discussion, right? Because we seem to be obsessed about consultants solving problems, but we don't seem to care about the kind of people they need to be to solve those problems. You know, are they completely hollowing out their souls to be able to turn around a low-cost airline in Southeast Asia or Eastern Europe that's going bankrupt. What kind of person do you need to be to be able to pull that off? Where's the balance, you know? Do you completely have to let go of everything you hold personal or is there a balance? And where does that balance lie? When do you know you are going to one end of the pendulum versus the other end? And if you know you're going, how do you reverse that strain? Now, I speak to, I, I mentioned a very strong network in management consulting, right? And I speak to partners all the time. And they always tell me, Michael, I know what you're saying is right, but I don't know how to fix this. I mean, I don't know how to stop this, you know. I was speaking to a, a partner, a female partner, a few days ago. And I was telling her, look, if you continue at this pace, you're going to get divorced. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so you need to change this. You, know, you have to decide, is your family important to you? In that case, you've got to make some changes. Or if your family's not important to you, then do what you're doing, because you are obviously succeeding in alienating them. And, you know, this lady who is a, I wouldn't say a good friend of mine, but another partner said she should speak to me. I listened to her and she basically said, Michael, everything you're saying is true, but I don't know how to change it. I just don't know how to change it. I can't change it. I don't know how to manage my life better. And, and it's interesting because, you know, you almost get this same feeling when you when you read this book, where you, a guy who kind of knows he's, wrecking his personal life. When we say wreck, I don't mean like he's, you know, going off the bender and, you know, doing illegal stuff, nothing like that. He's, he's basically, well, I suppose it's debatable. It depends which country you're in, right? But anyway, he's, he's, he's isolating his personal life to such a point that he moves away from him and the irony is that when he wants to make a decision whether he wants to commit to consulting or try to balance his life, he doesn't have that option anymore because his personal life has decided it doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. So it's an interesting story whereby, you know, someone becomes enormously successful on paper. Everyone wants to be like him, but he doesn't want to be like himself. And it's interesting to see how he navigates that. Now, there are no feel-good stories here. The book was not written to be feel-good. The book was written to be very, very honest about the challenges that partners face to achieve what they want to achieve. And I don't just mean a partner. I mean a successful partner, someone who was very successful, highly respected, you know, in, uh, advising and coaching probably the five most powerful people in aviation today. 
So that was the thinking behind that. Now, just one more point I want to make about this book is that we only release a limited amount of copies per month, and we choose who we make those available to. We we treat our books as if they are bespoke manuscripts because that's what they are. We've spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, you know, curating them, writing them, adjusting them, developing them, and we almost see that you know we hand over copies of our books to people that we think are are worthy of the books, that fulfill our philosophy on life. So be aware of that when you make the subscription. You 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 will you can pay for the book, you'll be put on a waiting list, but that doesn't mean you'll get the book. We may decide to refund you without any deductions. So if you paid a, you know if the book is two hundred dollars We'll refund you for the full two hundred dollars without any deductions and take you off the waiting list. We only so it doesn't mean if you get onto the waiting list you'll definitely get the book. We only release a certain number of copies per month. Um, it's another big number. I think we release something like only twenty copies per month, and we try to maintain the exclusiveness of the property.